Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Fisher to Sopolis. Daily Stripe. It's Monday, June 12th. It's a Monday, the weekend. Fun weekend. Some uh, combat sports, a little tennis. Very exciting. Kutch joins the 2000s hit club. All right, let's, let's get who's, who's the weekend winner for you. Djokovic shuts the record with 23rd Grand Slam. Kutch is the 294th player, I believe, to get 2,000 hits. Amanda Nunez wins at UFC 289. weight champion. She retires subsequently. Or Teal Lopez beating Josh Taylor, dominating in two different weight classes in the boxing arena. Uh, well, I'm going to quickly yank Teo Lopez and <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon off this list. You mentioned it's an incredible feat for McCutcheon, uh, but he is joining, what'd you say, 294 other MLB players, MLB mm-hmm. batters, right? Correct. Not even talking about pitchers and just what they're able to do in that sport. So for me, quickly remove those two. Um, a sport that I care more about personally um, and one that I play every now and then, I, I'm going, and I think it's it's the right answer either way. Novak Djokovic wins the weekend, and has also grasped the title of the goat in tennis. While Amanda Nunez has grasped the title of female goat for fighter, I think you're. But there are weight classes, and that's the distinction between tennis and in combat sports. I think you are correct. Yeah. Djokovic, his road to claiming his twenty third, beating Alcaraz. Uh, beating Casper uh, Rudd in the finals, respectively, the first ranked world player and the fourth ranked world player. Uh, what he's done in his career is unbelievably which, impressive. Which you could argue that the only reason why those guys are ranked where they are is because of some of the off the court stuff that happened in the last two years. Um, I, I don't think anybody really questions, at least right now, the way that he's playing, the level of tennis that he's at. That he's not the best player on the on the world. Yeah, couple follow player in the world. Yeah, he also couple- I he's the only guy to have won three um, majors at the the Grand Slam tourneys. Crazy. He's each he's won each of them three times, and to do it while Fed and Nadal are in their prime, like that, also takes him. He he just he peaks the the mountaintop there. Is it that. the most top heavy sport tennis? I think so. Yeah. That or F1. Yeah. Verstappen like, and Lewis Hamilton just, just trading, you know, one goes on one five, six year ran, the other follows right, suit. But the, but the way that money gets involved in that sport is different in the way that it can in tennis. Like, it's not like Djokovic has a better quality racket than any other player out there. They're all playing pretty much the same equipment. Yeah, now they've they've changed it in F one where there's a cap right. and there's there's monetary restrictions and you can't just it's not like a base not like the Yankees versus the Royals or the A's type situation. But yes, you're right. I mean, it's just a pure skill level of Novak and what he's done has been unbelievable. He is our weekend winner. Uh, I would say, and no offense to the other three athletes, what they've done is unbelievable. But I would say in a landslide victory. Now, Kutch, I mentioned two ninety four. 
There are 293. That means other players who have had 2,000 hits. He's the fifth active leader. Can you name the other four ahead of him? Well, Miguel Cabrera. That would be number one, correct. Uh, Albert retired, so he's obviously not in consideration there. Um, can I get some support on teams? Oh, Votto. Votto. Correct. Okay. Um, I'm giving you one more hint, and okay. this is all you're. I think this is all you're going to need. Both formerly played for your Texas Rangers. Both formerly played for my Texas Rangers, and they're at, they're in the league still. I think that might have thrown me in the wrong direction. I don't know. Wrong. It might have confused me. Oh, uh, really? Who? Our former shortstop, Elvis Andrus. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Wild. He- and this other one might shock you even more. What position does this guy play? DH. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Just like the power side. Yeah, of but things. how long has that guy been playing baseball for? Long time. I'm Long I'm time. slightly where where is Elvis Andrus at? Do you have the, the um, exact number for I, him? I, yeah, I, can I actually can too. get it. I could I got it. So next up is Freddie Freeman. He's at one at nineteen ninety two. Freddie, wow, Freddie Freeman's gonna get it any week now. He could get it yeah. this week. Elvis is number two seventy six. He's got two thousand twenty seven hits in a fifteen year career. Very nice out of him. Nelly Cruz is just ahead of him at two thousand and forty three. Okay. And how many years has Nelson Cruz been playing? Both, both players. Wow, no, Nelson Cruz has been playing for nineteen years. <laughs> yeah, okay, so he has four extra years on Elvis Andrus. But his uh, first, like his first, like four years, he really didn't play that much. He wasn't. Yeah, an he was kind of player. a pl- he was a platoon guy. Yeah, um, and Elvis, kind of the opposite, came in a little bit of a prince who was promised situation. Was an all star his second year in the bigs. Mm-hmm. And has put together a, a solid career. Now, he's a he's a career two sixty eight guy. I always felt like he could have ended up his career at like a two seventy four, like a two seventy six. Like I, I never felt like he got on base and put the ball in play as much as he should have, or at least as much as he was hyped to be able to become. But impressive that he's there. He, I, I completely doubted him. Didn't think he was in that mix. And, and shout out to Kutch for for doing it, even though he's had a, a career um, that's been riddled with some injuries, especially in the last eight years of his career. Obviously, what he did at the Pirates at the beginning of it um, was incredible. He, he took the MLB by storm in, in his you know first five years with that squad. And we were just looking at it. He won the NL MVP one year. The multiple year top, multiple top five finishes. Year prior, I was like, "Wow, he was just as good, if not better, that season." It's um, crazy. So this is a guy who has been really impactful, at least in our lifetime of watching oh my baseball. God. He's the yeah. best. He's the best player for a franchise in our lifetime. The bet. You I mean you're just saying like he's the best, best pirate, Pitts- Pittsburgh Pirate, in our lifetime? Yeah, for sure. If he he's synonymous with the Pittsburgh Pirate, like every other player who's played for them has kind of come and gone. Right. Aramis Ramirez, Garrett Cole, 
you know, the list or, 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 you know, starring Marte, like, or they've just like kind of faltered out, but McCutch, Freddie, McCutch, Freddie Sanchez, who we were talking Freddie, about Jack the other Wilson, day. I mean, we could go on and on, but the, the boys love naming old baseball players. I mean, the uh, fact that Jack Wilson's on that list is like, that's all you need uh, to know. Oh my God. That franchise is one of the worst franchises in all professional sports. We can make that, we can make that list another time. Uh, I do want to get though, to something that you and I very near and dear to our hearts. It's the title of our stream today. This is the beginning of the Denver Nuggets dynasty tonight. Um, I think they're going to win the NBA Finals. I, I it, it might not happen tonight, but it's going to happen. They're going to win for sure. I think that it's hard for me to say that this is going to be the beginning of their dynasty. What? You're gonna what for you... you're gonna for sure the win. Do you uh, do you have any? I just can't say for sure. No, I'm with you, but I just can't say for sure this Miami Heat team. In my heart of hearts, I believe at this point I've seen enough that the Nuggets are going to to win this. Series. I would I would like to think so as well, but I will never count out the Heat. Right, and they they play better when their backs up against the wall. So we know that we would not be surprised. That's why I say it, it might not be tonight because I would not be surprised if the Heat. Tyler Harrow's suiting up. May is going to try to get out there and play. Right. We'll see. I can't lock in that, that this is like going to be an established dynasty. There's too much going on in the NBA year in, year out in the off season. Can we wait until, can we wait until the, the Suns actually figure out what's going to happen with Chris Paul? Like Yeet. they have, they have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on their team. They did not have the luxury of playing together for an entire season, being together for an off season coming into this year's playoffs. That was very much rushed and what they, what they turned, what it turned into on the court felt rushed, right? It felt like they didn't have the same gel as a team like the nuggets did. Um, I got to see what the warriors are going to do because the warriors do have, they have capital that can be moved and they can retool uh, as easy as anyone. I, I have to see what the Lakers end up doing because you know, they did get swept by the Nuggets, but I think there are still moves to be made for them. And D'Angelo Russell is a very tradable contract right now. If they can turn that into other players and upgrade their roster, okay, I, I have some belief in them. I think this Western Conference is stacked at the top, and we we found that out um, coming into the playoffs when we started comparing the conferences to each other. So it could be the beginning of the Nuggets dynasty, but I can't wholeheartedly tell you that it is going to be the beginning of the Nuggets dynasty. How do you feel uh, about that? Um, okay. You bring up the warriors. They came out today. There's going to be some roster reconstruction that we know. Uh, I would imagine you and I have both clamored for them to trade Jordan Poole in some capacity. I do think that the warriors missed their opportunity in, in some respects to continue their dynasty. Cause they had one, uh, they, as of now have gone over three in the three lottery picks they had the option with, uh, in, in the past five seasons, they missed on Wiseman. He's no longer with the team. Kaminga has not been able to, to develop and Moody has been a disappointment and he's not been able to crack the starting lineup. Uh, Draymond, you obviously have questions there. Clay Thompson has, you know, shown spurts of just being great again, but he's getting up there in age and you, and you've given this massive contract to Jordan Poole, which ultimately probably a mistake. So while you still have Steph Curry, who I believe is a top 10 player on the planet, there's a lot that needs to be done for the Warriors. Uh, going to your Lakers point, the D'Lo trade 
We have to see what happens with Chris Paul and the Suns. The other teams have so many questions for me is why I pose the question is because the, Den- the Denver Nuggets don't. You know you're getting Murray back, but you know you're getting Murray back. A guy you've said in the past couple of weeks is, is fully back to what he was pre-injury. Yeah. You have, the be- you have the best player in the world who, by all intents and purposes, could continue to get better, per Murray's words, and I don't disagree. Um, and then you have Aaron Gordon, uh, a guy I think has firmly cemented himself as the third best player on the team and a really good, really strong number three. I think they should still upgrade from Michael Porter Jr. I stand by that. Uh, that being said, even if he was with the team next year, it's you could have worse number fours, especially if he's fully healthy, especially if he continues to grow uh, like we anticipate and many think he can. To me, this is maybe not a lock as the best team. No, it probably is a lock as the best team heading into next year, no matter what anybody does. I don't. There's no moves I could see the Lakers making. There's no moves I could see the Suns making that are going to jump the Nuggets for me because the Nuggets still have Jokic. When do we when do we feel that a NBA Finals winning team is not the best team going into the next season? Can I just say this past year, if there is no altercation between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, do we not believe that that is the best team coming into the season? I really, really and I was wrong, but I really thought it was the Milwaukee Bucks. I really, in my heart of hearts, felt sorry that if the Milwaukee Bucks had, had not had, had Chris Middleton, we would have. And, and we say it all, but maybe not. I don't know. Like after know. we saw this year with Middleton, I, I look, I just, to me, I really felt the Milwaukee Bucks were going to be poised to get back to the NBA finals. Um, and they fell short and they collapsed against this Miami Heat team who everyone took lightly based on their seating and based on their point differential. And, and like I, me included, swiftly forgot what they did last year. Um, I really think though that this Denver Nuggets team, every other franchise has so many question marks around it. Uh, at the top, like the Sixers are, are riddled with question marks. The Celtics are riddled with question marks. The Bucks have question marks. Like this Nuggets team is the only team heading into next season at the, at the bare minimum, they're going to retain their core guys and they're going to be poised to get right back there. As well, long how as about, I mean, two of those, two of those three teams that you mentioned, the 76ers and the Bucks have new head coaches. So they have to, they have to figure that out as well. Same Good. thing with the Suns that I mentioned before. So massive acclimation process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I actually, um, who did you guys, you guys just added as an assistant, someone, you just brought someone in, uh, the Celtics did. Yeah. I'll have to pull that up because I liked, I liked the hire. We brought in Sam Cassell. Right. Which I like that as well. Um, started his career there. Not bad. He did. Charles Lee. Um, who was with with was with the Bucks for quite Bucks, a while, right? and yeah, yeah, and he's a he's a veteran assistant coach, and obviously so is Sam Cassell, and Sam Cassell has had head coaching jobs as well, right? So I like what they're doing there. No, I don't think Sam Cassell had a head coaching job. Has he not? I'll well, he was somewhat of a player coach when he played back in his <laughs> no, seriously, a true point guard. A lot of times, like when guys are looking at potential check, head coaches. You know they're they're looking at guys who are guards who see the floor who see the game and and a, a, a you know a, a quote unquote higher to a higher level than you know a guy that's a power forward or a center, whatever. But the fact that they bring both those guys in to support Joe Missoula, I think is really really a, a smart strategic move by Brad Stevens 
And I want to see how that plays out with y'all's team because I think that while a lot of people believed that the Bucks were the best team coming into the Eastern Conference, I think there were also people that believed that before things happened with Ime Udoka, that the Celtics were one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA as well. Yeah. So I, I, again, I bring up all these different teams to say that I don't think it is a clear-cut path that the Nuggets are walking back into the Western Conference Finals and then in turn into the NBA Finals next season. I don't, okay. That then answered my, answered my question. And to, sorry, I had to stack correct myself. I said start. I meant ended his career with the Celtics. He won the title with the Celtics. Started with, with the Bucks. Rockets. He remember he won with the Rockets back to back. He's got three rings, man. Yeah, not bad. No, he had a good. He had a, a good uh, really long, long strong career. And yeah. he's been an assistant coach for the Wizards, the Clips, the 76ers past couple years with Doc. And obviously they have that relationship from the championship team with Boston uh, and is now going back to the Celtics as a coach. So I don't know. I think there is a world to me where we see this play out. If they win tonight, I I'm very confident in the, in the, in the nuggets getting back, but the warriors, I'll see what moves they make. Uh, they had, they had, they also had shakeups in their front office. Right. Um, and so I, I will see. I think there's a lot of question marks around the league in the West, particularly in the Western conference that need to be solved. But if they are solved, all the Lakers, Warriors, Suns positively, and those teams grow from the moves that are made in this off season, then yeah, those teams, like if somehow Damian Lillard's on the Suns, you know, if they, if that's a part of the deal, uh, if they could figure that out, if it's a Chris Paul, Deandre Ayton thing, I don't know uh, if a three team deal, Damian, if Damian Lillard goes to the Lakers uh, uh, and that's a part of the situation there, I don't think that can happen, but if they, if they could swing that, then the Lakers all of a sudden are probably maybe the favorites I, to win it all. Yeah. I also think that when you get four rounds of the playoffs and every other team is watching you, it is tape opportunity for people to, for coaches and, and teams to come up with schemes that can mitigate you in ways that when you haven't had a run like this, they weren't able to prior. And I think that, look, if they end up the number one seed in the West next season and the Clippers come in as the eighth seed and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are healthy going into that series and they have Avicii Zubac, who's actually a relatively good matchup from a size standpoint with Jokic, like, that's a tough team for the Nuggets to play. I hundred percent, but I I'm very wait. Prove that they got to prove it. To no, me. but but my but my thing is that like that's an eight seed who if they won and they beat the Nuggets in a round one series, I wouldn't be like, how did that happen? I would be like, I can't believe that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard stayed healthy this entire time. But I wouldn't say, oh, they were not. They didn't have enough talent to beat them. You know. So I so when I think that the margin of talent is still within striking distance for any other team in the Western Conference Finals. And, and when I say any other team, I mean the, the true contenders of the conference. Then I can't lock this team in as a, as a dynasty. And they have okay. to go and win the second one to actually become a dynasty. Okay. Let me ask you this, though, because you bring or up— you, I, think, I think what you've said before, right? If they get two in three years, you consider that— if they get two in three years in the year that they don't get it, they get bounced in the Western Conference Finals in six or seven— Dynasty level. Is, you yeah. consider that okay, which I think yeah. is fair. Uh, okay, let me ask you this though, because you bring up the Clippers, and I don't disagree that they're you know the roster construction. If everyone's healthy, obviously, deep superstars, it, it's what you want to get to the NBA Finals. At full health, would you rather Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James and Anthony Davis? 
Um, I, I think you would rather LeBron and AD. I, that's what I would. Who's the, who's the best player out of those four guys? Fully healthy going into next year? Probably, Probably. Anthony Davis. You think? You think Kawhi is now at this point gotten yeah, slowed dude. down enough? Like, by... It's, I mean, not yeah, just but, Kawhi but when it was plays... right, when it was right this season, it was like it looked same old, same old. He had two good games against the Suns, but then that, you're done. Then he was done. It was over. And that series, what we all you thought was going to be amazing. You asked, me at, you asked me at full health, though. So I, I still think AD because I think at full health, AD's dominance on the defensive side, what he does, and not not no shake on Kawhi. Paul George's defense has dropped. Brett LeBron's obviously. I mean, I it. I trust Kawhi here more than Anthony Davis. And it's not even close. If they're healthy, yeah. Yeah, I just like, I, here's, I'm not saying that Anthony, you're not right and that Anthony Davis isn't a better player, but who do you want in the last five minutes of a game if they're both fully healthy? Kawhi Leonard. That's not even a, like, that's, that's a stupid question. But I think throughout a game and throughout a series, I'd rather Anthony Davis. Okay. I, yeah, again, fair. But I think, I think, I think, I think, I think predisposed bias, including the fact that he gets less injured than, and he sure. gets injured too. I but. think, I think Paul George is without a doubt the number four there. No yeah. questions asked. That's that to me is a, he's okay. better than LeBron James, point blank, period. I mean, LeBron James is better than him, point blank, period. Sorry. No, okay. that, that to I, me is I think two me. through four. Yeah, but I also think I could see you could be asking someone this question and they could have Anthony Davis at the four. For every reason, and that would that be a I, bad opinion. Would it? I think so. I think at the worst, you, if someone was like Kawhi one, LeBron two, AD three, Paul George four, I'd be like, fine. There's no, I, Paul George is the fourth player, and I love Paul George. Love Paul George. He's, a he was I, able to get further as the number one on his team than Anthony Davis ever was as the number one on his team. I also don't know if Anthony. I don't know if we ever saw. I think Anthony Davis is probably be- even better than when he got to the Lakers. In the Davis, year? yeah, it's pretty. He was pretty awesome in the Lakers, dude. He's pretty yeah, awesome when he was in he's New pretty Orleans. Good. He used to drop like 50, 20 in four block games all the time. He was epic, but they also the, the Pelicans like were a team that made like moves to like they made a lot. They made a heavy move to go get Boogie Cousins, and he got hurt. Like that flopped. Like. I, I think know. I saw a, I think I saw a chat GPT like breakdown of like someone asked who are the top ten Pelicans of all time and it and it spit out that Anthony Davis is the best Pelican ever. Yeah. Who else was is that include yeah, does that include like New Orleans Hornets? Like Chris Paul? Yeah. Okay, like that's it's tough. It's tough, like, but Anthony, dude, and Ad played with them until he was twenty four. You know, he got. Look, I don't know, Paul. Yeah, Paul George, a little more. Paul George was unbelievable in Indiana. No, I, I mean, I take. Look, you got to take the team that has already won a championship together, the duo that won a championship together. Yeah, right. I Granted, it was three years ago, and LeBron three years ago is different than LeBron this year. As 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 good as he still is, as good as he still is. Yeah, I. I'm just looking at that Pacers team. Shout out CJ Watson. Um, big time shout out. He was on that team. Um, we should we should probably actually ask. That's a next time we're on with CJ, we should probably ask him. That's a I think did we not talk to him about this Pacers team? We might not have. I don't think we did. Oh, I gotta ask him my age old question of what's Frank Vogel thinking. Um 
<laughs> let's go Sorry. to the let's yeah. go to the NFL. Who signs first? Who would you rather? Who would you rather sign? Might be a dumb question, but who signs first? Hopper Dalvin. Um, probably, probably Hop because he's been on the open market longer, and that's a. I think what you were alluding to is it's a more important position to fill and and feasibly could have more impact on a team competing for a Super Bowl, which I agree. Okay, Hop's thirty one, Cook's twenty seven. You you think no, you think no you think you'd rather have Dalvin Cook than DeAndre Hopkins at this point? No, but I think it's closer than I think people would give it credit for. Oh yeah, I mean Dalvin Cook is if he, he ended up it. as a top ten running back in in every statistical category this season, why would we be surprised? We should not be surprised. No, I think there's a team out. I think we brought up the Chargers last time. I think the Dolphins are. That he wants to go back to Florida, I think they should take a real long, hard look at him, and he should go to one of these. I mean, he should try to stay in the NFC if he can. Is what I would do if I was him. I mean, unfortunately, the Eagles, you know, went with Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift to man their backfield going forward, which pretty strong. But if I was him, I would try to look at one of these, you know, NFC contenders and, and see where I could make my mark there, uh, if if possible. I mean, look if Saquon. They might be waiting to see if, what happens with Saquon too. If Saquon leaves New York. In comes Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's just not not better than Saquon, but he's not. But not a bad or young, replacement. Or younger, he's not. But not a bad replacement. No, they might have to trade I, Saquon Barkley. I wouldn't if I were them. I'd, I'd I would, try. And- would you pay him though, dude? Like I don't. You can't. These contracts do not work. But what does Dalvin Cook want? A shorter term deal. I'd rather pay Dalvin Cook for one or two years than Saquon for five. I just have not seen a long term contract work out for a player. Like we'll see what happens with McCaffrey this year in San Francisco. Henry has had some injuries, uh, and but he'll he's in the final final year of his deal. Look, no one. No, ideally, no I'd one like is, to get Saquon for three years. That's what I'd ideally like the length of the contract. But we don't play that world, bro. Yeah, ideally, yes. I mean, three years. I mean, if I could get Saquon for three years, $39 million, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Well, it's interesting to say we don't play that way, but it's like at the negotiation table, if we're doing this with Dalvin Cook, and I know he's older, but why can't we have the same conversation two years prior, three years prior with the running back? Like, why did they have And say that the per year value of your contract is not going to be substantially reduced. But what I cannot give you is four to five years. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Like that's I, I but I said like the contract I just threw at you for Saquon was not five for sixty five. It was it was three for three for for thirty nine. Yeah, still, and I, still, you're, yeah. I mean, still you're, the the thirteen is the it's a lot. It's a lot. But I would, I think if you want Saquon Barkley on your team and you want him to be the offensive engine of your team, then you're okay with paying him 13, I guess. You have to be. That's what he's going to command. He's not going to take, he might even be commanding more. He might want 15 or 16, dude. Yeah. I mean, we just, our, our buddy Nick loves bringing it up. But if you go and look at the past Super Bowl winners, like they do not need to pay a running back a lot of money to win the ultimate prize in the NFL. So, 
wherever Dalvin's going. Like I like the idea of a short-term contract that way he can still go get his money, but still be on a contender. Um, but I also think it's not necessarily like the worst thing. If you take a, a small bit of a pay cut and you end up with the hardware. Yeah. Which I like, which I like your decision about going to the NFC. So I think it's, it's an easier path there. Obviously. I just don't know who. I just don't know who. It, 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 I mean, who's your best shot, right? No one, in the, like, no one in the South. It's, it's, it's the Cowboys. It's, I mean, could the, how much are the Eagles paying between? They just Swift brought both, and, they just brought both those guys in. That but Penny was, wasn't Penny like less than a million dollar deal though? I don't think so. Well, he's been so, he's been so banged up though. But they're going to ride those two guys, I think. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I don't like, think, let's not forget that they also have Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell in the, in the in the room. So are and, they gonna run those guys? And, those, and Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts. RB one. So yeah. So realistically, like Eagles, I would say no. I think Cowboys. I think the boys are his best bet to win if he's gonna go. In the end, it's because like San Francisco, they're not gonna bring in another guy. They already have McCaffrey. Uh, Seahawks. They just went and took Zach Charbonnet. Plus, they have Kenneth Walker third mm. um rams they also, no cardinals no i i forgot about this but the eagles also have trey sermon on a on a year two of his four-year contract i think i actually also by the way they're 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 paying rashad penny 1.3 mil so that okay. was a steal if he's healthy mm-hmm. i actually think that dalvin goes for the bag first I think he goes. I think his. I think his prerequisites would go Miami, back to Florida, bag championship. He's still like not that. It's not you like think Miami's was, ahead of the bag. Yeah, because you could get the best of both worlds. You're the starting running back. You're a title contender. But you're not going to get the bag there. Not they. I. I would be surprised if they offer him more than any other team. I don't think they will, but I think he gets to go back to Florida. There's no state income tax. I think there's a lot of there's a lot that works into the deal for for Dalvin Cook. I think that is, is beneficial for him. I would say that Miami is I would say Florida, Miami specifically, followed by the bag, followed by look, he's not it's not like LaShawn McCoy when he like jumped onto the Chiefs and the Bucks type at the end of his career after he dominated for the Eagles, dominated for the Bills. Like Dalvin is still in that realm of still being a young, relevant running back. So for me, Dalvin Cook to go and get, I'm not saying he's going to do this. I don't know if the Bears would do this, and we could tailor that into the next thing I wanted to do. The, if you go into the Bears, I, mean, I know they have Foreman. They just took our guy Roshan, so I don't know if they'll necessarily go get him. But if they were to offer him a boatload of money, then I don't think it's a necessarily a bad move. Uh, um if he's if he's looking to get that next contract and he could go get a ring later on in his career, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. Uh, and in my mind, he's still an RB one point blank period. Uh, it's just the the money issue with running backs these days. It's it's a very tough hurdle. No yeah, one wants I mean, to pay these guys. We can't forget that the Bears also have Khalil Herbert, who might get the majority of their snaps as RB one this year, and we wouldn't be that surprised. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, they have a there. Yeah, it's like the thing with the running backs. Like, if Mixon were to get cut somehow, he could try to jump on. If they I, were, it, 
I still feel like the Ravens is pretty viable. I do. Dobbins has been has not been able to stay healthy. Edwards has not been able to stay healthy, and the rest of that room is uh, guys that you know not many people know. Owen Wright, Keaton Mitchell, like Justice Hill. We know he's not a starting running back. If you want to give, if you want to keep giving Lamar the tools to succeed, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Originally, I, I didn't, but. And I like your Bengals call too. Um, I'm with it. I'm with the I'm with the Bengals if if Mixon is on the out. I'd watch I'd watch the Bengals. I'd watch just 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 watch. I'd watch I'd watch the New England Patriots. No shot against Stevenson. I know we took Pierre Strong last year, but I think Dalvin's better than both those guys for me for sure. Um, if you get him on a really Dalvin comes than- a better when I met Ramondre Stevenson. No, and I like Ramondre a lot. I think Ramondre could be really Ooh, good. He had a better year than Dalvin did last year from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah, but he got he got to he got the opportunity to mix up carries. I, I look, I again Ramondre was good. He, he averaged five a carry. Uh but to me Dalvin though is, is a proven that's, guy. That's really, really good. Yeah, it's great. But Dalvin what did Dalvin average? Four point four? Which is a career low, I think. Career low, but he played all 17 games, scored eight times. He's good. In, he's, you know, just as good in the past game. Oh, look, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but it would be, it w- I would be stoked if we had Ramondre and Dalvin Cook. I'm not saying he's necessarily coming in there and like Ramondre is an afterthought. Running both those guys together, like you can't have enough weapons uh, in the backfield. We know the Patriots will have to run the football. Yeah. So, if they're willing just, to spend, which. It, like, look, my, that's my thing. Like, if Hop, they're willing to spend on Hop, and he like that, he's coming to visit. And I'm not saying Hop's going to sign there, but if they're willing to spend, they're willing to spend. We know they're willing to throw some money at, and they have some money to throw. And I don't know no shake on Mac Jones, but I, I would love for this team to, to to go back to somewhat of what they're. And I know obviously Tom is the goat, and he's had an unbelievable career. But a lot of the times, like the Patriots were a very underrated run team. Their their ability to run the football. Getting in and out of games, and I think well, two years ago when they made the playoffs, our run game was strong uh, with Damian Harris. And I think kind of going back to a defense run, run first team, I, I think it would be very beneficial um, for Mac Jones for the Patriots. To me, well, no, I know that's not not that's not what he wants to do. Mac? So you're continuing to upset your QB <laughs> based off of how he left things off last year with the. Lack of an offensive coordinator, which turned into them running the football a lot. I will say this though: what they're running the football to a fault. What Tom Brady, what Tom Brady was able to do with those teams, they were excellent running teams. Maybe they might have been underrated, but I think the people that know football and watch football know how good they were, especially up front in carving out lanes. And then Tom Brady is an excellent PA PA passer. But he's also a better quarterback than Mac Jones is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So he's I more think that. And opens so up you could, again. you could. I'm just saying, you could argue that like maybe Hop is more important for a Mac Jones-led offense because he has never had the wide receiver talent to actually open things up for him to to yes, be more. Yes, I would. I would rather have Hop on the Patriots. I'm saying if we don't get Hop and we're willing to spend the money, throw it at Dalvin Cook and run a two-headed monster with Montre Stevenson and Dalvin Cook, and let your passing game become secondary. And trust your defense. Get in and out of football games. Right, which is what Bill loves to do. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I, 
I, I think it's – I'd like him there. I think it'd be fun to, to see him as a Pat, Dalvin Cook. I mean, any of these teams, it's going to be exciting because it's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Because, like we said, he's a top 10 running back in football. Absolutely. Um. All right, let's play – before we play a game, let's play two games actually. Um. Let's play – I want to go through team by team per show. You got the bear schedule right here, dude. Let's just predict their record. 17 games. You're going to give me win-loss. All right? We'll see what their record is by the end of week 18. Game one, Sunday, September 10th, at home versus Green Bay. Win or lose? At Green uh, Loss. Versus Green Bay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they... I think they win. I think they could... I, I not not that I don't think I think Green Bay could be really good with Jordan Love. I have full faith in them, but I think the Chicago team is not the worst team in the league this upcoming year. I think they definitely take a step forward from being again like the worst team in football to being a more consistent and somewhat respectable team. Okay. All right. So we have them as a win there. Yeah. At Tampa. Uh, that's a win. At Kansas City. It's a loss. Versus Denver. That's a loss. Not great. At Washington. That's a win. I think the commanders are going to stink. Unless Sam Howell proves us wrong. Uh, At home versus Minnesota. Uh, I think that's a loss. I'm with you. At home versus Las Vegas. I think I'm going to take the Bears. I mean, I think I'm going to take every team to beat Vegas this year, even though they might actually be better than what I expect them to be. Um, I just don't – I want the Bears to win that game, so I'm going to pick the Bears. Okay. And I think it's a doable. I think it's a winnable game. All right. Yeah, for sure, 100%. You'd like to think so. Uh, week 8 versus the Chargers. Loss. Inola. Loss. Versus Jameis Winston. Uh, at home versus Carolina. Loss. Wow. Okay, I would push back on that, but I push back already too much. This is – I'm asking you. I forgot at the top. At Detroit. Uh, that's a loss. Great. At Minnesota. I'm – I'm going to pick them to win because I think they're going to split with Minnesota. And I know I'm flip-flopping on which game that they're winning um, as as in it not being the home game against Minnesota. But, um, yeah. Going to Minnesota. What, wait, what, when is that game also? do We we don't know when, but we just know. Monday, Monday night. Monday yeah, night. Yeah, primetime Kirk, dude. He's terrible. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bye week. At home they versus win that. They win that big. The bye week's a big win. For Massive them. bye week victory. At home versus Detroit. It's a loss. We are riding the Lions this year. At Cleveland. It's a loss. Home versus Arizona on my birthday. Big old dub. Home versus the shout-outs to their families the following on New Year's Eve. I will uh I'll give them a, a win here. At Green Bay. I 
yeah, loss. Okay. Bears improve by our accounts, and I think this is fair, to 7-10. and 10. That was, They got seven wins there? Yeah. More than I expected. So that's a solid, solid season. Yeah, I mean, look, I think what they have and like that, that second to last week where they're playing the Falcons, who I think are an improved team, um, the Bears have an X factor in Justin Fields, and he's incredibly difficult to game plan. And if your defense – can't contain quarterbacks that are mobile like him. And the, he has personnel groups, especially in the linebackers and in the DBs that he can take advantage of with his strength and his speed. When he gets out into the open field, you're always going to have a tough time stopping the bears. Mm-hmm. And it, with an improved offensive line that is going to give this guy some more protection. I, I think their offense improves this year. And we just mentioned, we were talking about Foreman. We were talking about Herbert, um, Herbert, who was really good last year. He was really good. And, some more uh, consistency this offseason with their wide receiving core and some additions there. You know, Claypool gets he gets a full preseason to run with Fields. We'll see how that you know what that duo can turn into. But uh, this offense will be much improved. But there's also teams like um, like the Packers. I I like what they could turn into at the end of the season, right? And that game's on the road and it's a tough one. The Lions are a good team. The Vikings. They lose Dalvin Cook, but they still have JJ. They still have Kirk Cousins. They still have a solid Addison. squad. St- right. They added Jordan Addison. So I um and that they have some tough games. That's a tough schedule. Like I think the Browns late in the season, I, I I gave them an L for that one. Let's see what Deshaun Watson looks like in his second season back with it with a roster that on paper is really solid. Solid. So, he actually gets to practice with the team throughout the yeah. year. Yeah. And then they have a couple tough games against an improved Panthers team. The Saints, they have to play on the road. Uh, the Commanders, they, sh- they they should win that one. So there's some there's some games that are very winnable. I think this re- this record could have gone in either direction, for sure. But it's it's good that they have like the Cardinals on there. It's good that they have the Commanders on there. Um, it's good that they play the the Packers Week One early rivalry game. You could be really really hyped in that game before Jordan Love has at to home. See legs before, yeah, before he yeah exactly. I I completely agree there. I think. I, I will make a list with Nick when he gets back on, you know, uh, tomorrow. But one of the things I want to take a look at um, is I want to take a look at teams. Like you, you listed the commanders and the saints and those to me are two of like the bigger boomer bust teams this year. So I want to just like, kind of like, that's just like a game we can play bigger boomer bust teams. Um, but I do have, a, you know, I'm with you a seven and 10 records, a bit more surprising, but I thought a lot of your picks were very fair there. The Panthers are one of those teams. I was like, Hmm, Interesting. Uh, commanders and, and, and the Saints as well. So those are some boomer bust teams, some surprising teams potentially. But this is a game I created. I think you'd like this game. All right. It's called Guess That Year. Okay. I'm going to give you something in sports. You'll get a guess. And then I'm going to give you something in pop culture. Then back to sports. Okay. okay. Are oh, you gonna the, the the P ticks in there? A little politics? No, I don't know if that would. Help me. I don't know if that would help me honestly. It would. You would know. It, it's too. It. It depends. I would. I'm gonna do it if it's like helpful. Like it's gonna get easier as it goes. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. I think you. I have seven hints available. I think you could do it. Okay. The national champion in basketball was the UNC Tar Heels. Uh. Oh, four. 
Nope. The number one song in the Billboard's Top 100 was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. <laughs> okay. Uh, 91? No. I think Duke won that year. The national champion in college football was Florida State. Okay. Um, Eighty-seven. No. The top-rated television show, non like scripted television show. Yeah. Ahead yeah. of sign, ahead, tied was Seinfeld and Home Improvement. Ninety-three. Correct. 1993. The rest of your hints. Best picture that year, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. World Series winner. That, Toronto. that honest, that wasn't that wasn't gonna help me. No, no, that you probably should have flipped those. Uh World Series winner, Toronto Blue Jays. Super okay. Bowl winner. That probably Super- all that probably also wouldn't have helped me that much. I think Nick would have gotten that. I think he would have known the, the Blue Jays. Well, because is have. that the only is they that the, back that's their back. most recent they went back to back? But yes, that's the most recent. Joe Carter. Let's touch them all. Joe Carter. Roberto Alomar. Maybe Ricky Henderson. I got to look. Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys. And then the NBA champions. That would would have locked locked it in. Yeah. The Cowboys. Well, I I, I didn't know what you were. The Bulls. The Bulls. (laughs) That would have been. uh, I almost gave you the Heisman winner for. Can you guess the Heisman winner? The national champion was Florida State. Can you guess the Heisman winner? No, no, I can't. Tell me who that is. Charlie Ward, former guest of. Oh, Chuck. Chuck Ward. Ward. Um, I just will gotcha. give you. I, I mean, I was. Up, did I say ninety? Did I say ninety-two with my second guess? Said ninety-one with your. I didn't want to give you like. I don't want to give you like a hot or cold. Like I, I felt like you didn't need that. Yeah, I think Duke won back to back, and then UNC won that next year in ninety-three. So that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To give you some, I, I got I got a little tripped up by by Wit because I was like, okay, I feel like Wit was in her heyday in the nineties, but I didn't know if it kind of started. And she came on the scene in like the late '80s, so that's why I threw that one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, good guesses. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'm going to quickly give you, that, per your request, the roster for the Blue Jays. Some notable guys. You had very young. Uh, I don't know how much they played. Very two very young Sean Greens and Carlos Delgados. I don't even know if they counted uh, in this, but the starters were Paul Molitor, end of his career, still at 3:30. Uh, Joe Carter, as per mentioned. Roberto Alomar, as per mentioned, and John Olerud with the big players. Also, oh, Ricky, Henderson. Ricky Henderson was also on that team. First baseman, John Olerud. Nice. Wore the helmet. Hit. He's a beast. Pitchers, notable pitchers. Uh, Hall of Famer, Jack Morris, but he wasn't great. Uh, Al Leiter was on the team. Um, he was there for his first World Series. Um, and uh, Dave Stewart. Would be gotcha. another another guy to mention. Shout out to Al's son who is continuing to play good baseball uh, on the rubber for the Texas League, the Texas Rangers minor leagues. So yep, he, he Texas, continues to put good stuff together. 
They're going to need. They may. They may need him. He may need to. Unfortunately, they may. He may need to come up. Uh, very interesting. We'll get into more baseball tomorrow. But your Rays had a very interesting series. Obviously, your Rangers against the Rangers. them. Very. Yeah, versus the Rays. Tough. They're good. We got one. We got one. Yeah, which is good. Well, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I want to see your team. There's a tough week for the Rangers, mentally. I want to see these two teams meet again, hopefully uh, late in October. But Fisher, Disopolis, Snacks Carter will be joining us once again tomorrow. This is the Daily Stripe. The date is Monday, June 12th, 2023. And the winner of this past weekend was Novak Djokovic winning his 23rd Grand Slam title, making it most all-time, ironically, over Rafael Nadal. On the French clay, fans out there, drag both feet inbounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, it's because they're free, and it's free throws, why toss? Because they're free. Because they're free, we out you, we love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.